dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce and we're here to bring you all the Olympic news from the last two weeks. Oh, we're changing the podcast to an Olympic podcast. Oh, I've just been obsessed with the Olympics the past two weeks. So I haven't been going to bed early at all and uh, just been watching it nearly 24-7. It's been uh, really easy to watch as well, Pez, um, especially with um, you know some of those uh, lockdowns that we've uh, been serving on the weekends and uh, the impending lockdown that just uh, happened today. So... Um. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, another seven-day lockdown for those of you in Victoria, New South Wales, looking like not getting out of lockdown until the end of August. I think yeah, one of the only states, uh, Western Australia, living pretty normally over there. They were going to the footy last week and things like that. But I think South Australia, we're in a bit of turmoil. They got let out of lockdown same time as Victoria. And then, you know what, I don't know anything about the politics of that and what's going on there. But Yeah, let's get back uh, on the stuff that we do know about, Pez, and that is uh, the Tokyo Olympics. So <laughs> tell us about your Olympic week. Well, the Olympic week, uh, there's been lots of different events on. And uh, the best thing, I, I didn't like 7 Plus at the start because, you know what, I didn't know what was happening and when things were actually on and you'd click on a sport, you'd watch a 15 second ad and then it'd say, oh, this event has finished or this event has done. So I think they could really improve with the with the live update and refresher of what's actually live at the time and what's actually playing. Uh, but I had to do a little bit more work and get another device, look at the schedule and kind of see what was on and go from there. I've absolutely loved the athletics and, you know, I don't follow it uh, during the years and the, the World Cups or the World Championships, whatever they they run, but every single event has been really, really good, especially with uh, discus and shot put and hammer throw and all of those ones. You don't watch them live. What you do is you watch the replay and you got the little plus 15 seconds button and you just go to all the throws. You see all the throws, you see the whole competition in about uh, 10 minutes. So uh, it's been really good to be able to watch that. We had uh, three and three basketball, which we were talking about last time, oh, which, which what, finished what a with, gold medal match. with the Latvians uh, taking that. And we also and you heard it here first, Pez, because we did call it on the pod. <laughs> it, was a gold, it was a gold medal match to the uh, Latvians and uh, congratulations to them. It was an amazing game. We called that early and that was good. Uh, the rugby sevens, uh, both oh. Australian sides. Super disappointing in in this tournament. Really disappointing. Um, but the Fijian sides weren't weren't as disappointing, and the New Zealand women were were super super strong. So uh, congratulations to them on their gold medal as well. So lots of different things happening. We had the basketball with the with the Boomers yesterday in the big match, fifteen point lead in the second quarter against. Uh, the dream team, which I don't think they actually called the dream team, no, but the no, no, media, just, just the United States. There's nothing dreamy about this team. Media uh, are actually naming them that, but. Uh, they turned it on in that third quarter and uh, or end of the second really where they came back and then continued in the third quarter and got a comfortable 19-point win. And the Boomers have to play against Luka Doncic uh, and his Slovenian teammates to try and get a bronze. What, what a story. Um, first on the Australians, they, you know, they, they did a very gallant effort to go through the group stages undefeated, um, coming into that, uh, I guess, potential quarterfinal, I guess they call it, where they got the quarterfinals at the semi where they get to go into the, the gold medal match. Yeah, semis. The semis. So then the semis, they had a pretty commanding lead at 15 points at one stage. And yeah, the end of the second half really let themselves go. But... Realistically, Pez, Australians weren't going to shoot as well as they were in that first quarter throughout the game. Um, so Paddy Mills was on fire as well. Paddy Mills was on fire. You had uh, Joe Ingles hitting some nice big shots. But Luka Doncic, what a, what a story he is. First time Slovenia has been to the um, to the Olympics as its own country. So obviously they've been previously as part of Yugoslavia. Their first Olympics, they qualified as the last team in. 
And a 22-year-old in his first Olympic uh, debut to the stage drops 48 against uh, the J- Japan, the, the yeah. Japan side. Yeah. Goes unbeaten through the group stages. And then is one point away from the gold medal match. Incredible Which came stuff. came down to a last-second play in a, a big massive block, block by Nicolas Batum. But... The Frenchman, uh, big Frenchman. Doncic didn't even shoot in the in that last half. He had his teammates. Uh, and I was speaking to a few people about it. Uh, you think the Slovenian team would beat uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Dallas Maverick team of last season? Well, they've got ooh. some very good shooters on the outside there. Tell you what, though. Slovenia has le- lent into the uh, Dallas Mavericks, haven't they? They've got the same colours there, the black, the green, and the blue. Like <laughs> They've gone the same uniforms as them to try and just say... Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're, we're just, <laughs> this is Luca's team. Like, please come and play with us. But uh, really interesting. I think last year, possibly, I mean, would you have Luca playing on Luca? Because I think they, they drop a lot of points because he doesn't play much defense. No, he doesn't. He <laughs> kind of sits in the corner. So he'd be on the corner of somewhere <laughs> and, and he would also be in the corner of somewhere else. It's a, it's a good conversation and a simulation to talk about and a little bit interesting. A lot of other news happening in the NBA with signings and stuff while people are actually playing against each other. Like Paddy Mills was playing against Kevin Durant and now they're going to play on the same team again. Jock, uh, Jock Lundell was playing against his uh, future coach. He just got picked up by the Spurs. Uh, two Nice little two-year deal for the, I think he's a 20-year-old, 21-year-old maybe. Really? Yeah, he's only young. Uh, so, um, you know, the former um, NBL MVP of the the grand final series that went 20 games, as you, as you know. Yeah, I don't know. The NBL season was way too long. And uh, it seems like we're an AFL podcast. We're not talking much AFL source. And to be honest, I haven't been keeping up with uh, a lot of the AFL news because I've been on the Olympics. The AFL's relegated to seven mate again tonight. But the Olympics closes on Sunday. We've got uh, lots of different screens again this weekend because we'll have events that are finishing up and things like that. A lot of, a lot of the team sports are starting to come to win. We had the hockey last night with the, the Oli Roos, uh, unfortunately, going down. Down in a, uh, a oh no, sorry, not the Oli Roos, the, the, the Kookaburras. Oh, the, the Kookaburras, you're talking they about lost, the hockey. They lost in the silver with the... Uh, you um, see the penalty shootout? Penalty shootout, a bit They're, disappointing. The, the uh, goalkeeper. Up and about. What a beast. <laughs> oh, <very laughs> a up Belgium up goalkeeper. Up and about. He was good. And then they had controversy and uh, a bit of drama there. The beach volleyball, the women uh, got the silver got medal the silver. today. Got uh, done by the second best team in the world, the USA. Uh, and the walk, the Polish, the Polish bloke got the 50 yes. kilometre walk, which is an intense... Intense event, very intense. Did you see the um, uh, the one of the marathons? The the English guy carrying his brother across the, the finish line. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah no, nice, I'll have nice to get up to the pick up a second. Uh, his brother pushed his brother over the the, the line to get the second. Is that illegal? Uh, well, they he carried him like the last hundred meters, and then he got the third. So very nice by him. You, oh. you surely you'd put yourself in front and then just drag him across in the in the bronze medal, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing in that situation. <laughs> you've got brothers, Pez. I, I can't see you letting your brothers. No, I'd probably leave them on yeah. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you kick them while they're down, give them a slap not, in the face. And not get a medal. Flip the bird off as you go past the finish line. But you are correct, Pez. It was really hard to uh, follow the some of the AFL um, stories of the week because normally during my spare time, I'm looking on the AFL website, I'm listening to an AFL podcast, I'm watching AFL 360 and all the shows, but... As you said, 24-7. No spare time. I've got three or four screens going, and I'm watching any Olympic sport that is going, and I'm loving it. Including sport climbing. Yeah, but the wall climbing. Not sport <laughs> climbing, wall climbing, remote climbing. I was, trying to look, I was trying to look for it on the <laughs> app as, as rock climbing, and I found it under sport climbing. Yeah, sport like, climbing. Oh, very strange. Well, it's climbing the ranks uh, with all the favourite sports pairs, just like three on three did. <laughs> three on three, very good. We have to continue to follow it on. All right, so 
in the AFL though, Source. Oh, yes, that's right. We were discussing <laughs> AFL. <laughs> we did have... Ten minutes in, we, we forgot what we were actually talking about. We, we did have a pretty big round last week and it, and it ended in uh, a couple of upsets and a couple of things happening where it saw West Coast and Fremantle take out seven and eight spot at the end of round 20. And if you look at their percentage, I find that very interesting. West Coast at a per- 10 wins, a percentage of 95.9, which shows you that they've been flogged in a few games. And Fremantle with their nine wins and 10 losses... 90.9%, so a very low percentage to actually be in the eight. But you look at the teams outside the eight, they've got pretty low percentages as well. Essendon have the highest at 102.7. So a big couple of weeks coming down where you would say uh, another team has probably been kicked out of the race. And I'm talking about the St. Kilda Saints, who uh, disappointingly lost to Carlton on the night. Now, I know Paddy Ryder was a laid out, and when he was a laid out, I wasn't too happy with my bet anymore because uh, Paddy Ryder is kind of the heart and soul of that team and uh, does a lot for them. We just did still have Rowan Marshall, but it uh, wasn't enough. And Sam Walsh, another three votes in the Brownlow and kicked three goals and had a bunch load of the footy and used it really well. And Carlton just destroyed St Kilda, really. Yeah, you started that conversation by saying the the spot on uh, 7th and 8th, continually rotating in and out, and realistically, mathematically, technically, all teams up until 13th, including your Saints, are there. You're looking at the form that they've had and you know that effort that they displayed against Carlton, and you can't see them actually pulling and recovering from this. And I know you said that uh, it did sort of come down to selection and, and Paddy Ryder being unfit and unable to. It must, it must be a sort of lingering sort of issue, Pez, because that's the second week in a row that they've... You know, they haven't been able to, to utilise a, a tall ruckman and that tall forward spot. But it was a huge surprise. Even, even with um, that sort of list there, you would you would sort of say that the Saints should be safe to at least be competitive. And again, lack of effort ended in them not being competitive for, for large portions of the game. Yeah, I think they were just under too much pressure from Carlton. They came out from the start. You know, they're up by two goals at quarter time. And then they kicked five goals to two in that second quarter. And it was pretty much game over. Harry McKay had five. Max King did his best with four goals, especially uh, in that first quarter, kicking uh, two of those goals. And his goal kicking has been on point uh, as of late. And I've got to check his uh, goal kicking tally. Um, if you've got that there on your little computer about who's not leading the Coleman or anything, but I did um, pick Max King to kick uh, a certain number of goals at the start of the year. And he's stuffed it up with a couple of his uh, uh, games of one goal six, one goal seven and things like that. But uh, it, it's not about that. It's about Carlton actually... I think the big story here is Carlton have won this game, a game that they weren't expected to win, to get to 32 points on the ladder, one game outside the eight. You think back to all those games that Carlton have dropped. For example, the ones against Collingwood and uh, some really ones that, you know, one against North Melbourne, where they should have really beaten that side by four or five plus goals. Uh, so they've really cost themselves and their members and their fans a big opportunity for them to actually get some finals experience this year. And I don't know what it comes down to, if it's coaching or personnel or whatever happened, but uh, that's a really big question mark and a really big uh, thing moving forward with Teague and his uh, coaching career. It's huge. And we, we spoke about this earlier in the year, Pez. Like one of the things that make a team a finals-bound team is beating the teams below you. And teams that you lose against, for example, as you said, North Melbourne and Collingwood, and I think they actually have lost to... Um, a range of other teams that they should have they should have been really you know they should have beaten and been competitive against you know there was a Fremantle game I, that I take for recollection earlier in the year when Fremantle weren't doing doing so well they've really put themselves in their own sort of de- destiny by not being able to beat those teams below them and they've put Teague under a lot of pressure and realistically 
it's no good chasing home the wins now, Pez, because you're putting your fate in other people's hands. You've had the chance to control it. And, you know, with the run home of the Gold Coast, GWS and Port Adelaide, like they're all winnable games for Carlton. But they should have already had the two wins there. They should already be in the eight. And they should be looking at securing a place in the eight rather than chasing a place in the eight. Yeah, but they've just been pretty mediocre this season and, and we go from there. But Just an uh, update on your, uh, your King question. So are you talking about Ben or Max, mate? Which, which one um, are you talking about? Ben King would have kicked a few more goals because he had a better start to the season. But Max King, I had him a, a breakout season to kick 50 goals at the start of the year, so I'm got, got thinking, some work to do. I'm thinking he's got three rounds left and he's going to be nowhere near it. But I'm, I'm talking about what happened earlier in the season where he kicked one goal six, one goal seven, where those could have been turned into Well, for the season, bags. he's kicked 34-26, Pez. Uh, so you're half that. That puts him at uh, 47 and he's very close. So that, that's uh, mm, yeah. a little while off. He can just still achievable. Some big, you know, big bags coming up. Yeah, he might kick 10 this week against Sydney, eh? Oh, yeah. What do you reckon about that? Hey, if, if we're going to have an upset like that, then uh, if we can pick that upset, Pez, then we should have picked this upset last week. Yeah, no, it was no good. But um, Paddy Ryder still not in, not back in the side this week against Sydney. So uh, very, very bad day for St Kilda coming up against Sydney at Marvel. But uh, the other game we've got Saturday, the Bulldogs controlled this game source. They beat Adelaide by 49 points last week. And uh, it was just just too easy for them. It was a bit of a non-event. And this is what the Bulldogs do, Pez. They sort of just uh, they coast through against these bottom teams. Um, they actually dismantled um, Adelaide quite early in, the, in their ball movement. They had control of it. And they probably could have won by a lot more, kicking 15-15 for the game. Um, and a lot of those just set shots in front of goal that uh, sort of, you know, it, it sort of is the, the summary of most teams when they're winning big is that they kick a big score and they should have put them away by a lot more. This could have been a 70-80 point win. Easily, easily. And yeah, no, I think uh, one of the big stories is... Ugal Hagen, their, their number one draft pick, who didn't play uh, until very late in the season, and now he's probably got a spot. He kicked another two goals on the weekend, and he actually signed a contract extension yeah, nice for two years. Yeah. So uh, he's really grateful, he said, I think were his words, about what um, Luke Beveridge and the Western Bulldogs have done for him in his career. So I think he has to say that. But um, saying the right things, isn't he? There? He has to say the right things to you know get the contract and keep moving forward and make the fans happy and stuff. But I think he'll be a, a big part well, not a big part, but a, a part of that side for a, a long time to come. Yeah, um, and they've, they've got the ability to be able to do it as well, Pez. Like, you know, we questioned it earlier in the year about slowly bringing him on and, you know, he, whether he's progressing in the VFL. And he wasn't playing decent footy in the VFL where he was screaming for opportunity. And when the Western Bulldogs have so many um, utility there to use, you know, you look at that midfield for a start, there's so many people being played out of position. And to have a tall forward line like we sort of questioned a couple of weeks ago against Melbourne – it would have been hard for him to get a spot. And, you know, it's really good that he was resilient and the the, the club have, um, you know, sort of put the trust in him to, to do go through the routines for the VFL, come into the league. Even after that really shaky sort of first start, they backed the kid in. I mean, the Aaron Norton injury helped. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what's interesting about it being a number one pick? He's in a side that's sitting on top of the ladder. Yeah. So he's getting a lot of ball going in the, in the forward line, a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities from turnover where he's able to take advantage. You put him in a side like North Melbourne or Adelaide this season, and I know you can't do it, but it'd be really interesting to see how he would go if, if he would dominate, if he would pop up for a few goals in those sort of teams as well. 
Yeah, I mean, the talent's a little bit different too. You've got to remember that this kid was touted and compared to Buddy Franklin, and, you know, he's got that same sort of athletic build. He looks very strong. Um, he does go get his, he does go get the pill a little bit as well. Um, so I don't know if that you're right. Those opportunities in terms of contested marks would be there for him. But in terms of getting the pill, like, you know, playing in a North Melbourne side, you're looking at Zerha coming around now, these sort of, um, you know, end of the season. He's roving a lot of his, his ball. He's still not getting that forward delivery in there. But, yeah, I don't think the opportunities would be there. But you would still see his talent on display he'd probably be playing 20 games though as well Piz so he'd be yeah. having a lot more ready for next season to build to that um, you know that long touted career that we, that we expect him to have yeah he would be playing um, a, a lot more games as well but you you speak about um, Zoha who did play uh, against the Orcats on the weekend uh, source and it was a really scrappy game only 104 points scored uh, Geelong inaccurate as well, eight goals, fourteen, and uh, it wasn't really an enjoyable game to watch for a fan of, if you weren't a fan of either club. And Geelong got the job done, and just got the job done by twenty points in the end. Yeah, this game was really hard to watch, Pez. My my dad's a North Melbourne supporter, and uh, we went down to uh, one of the local pubs to watch it with um, my sister, who could, we haven't been able to see because of the lockdown, and you know, obviously. Can't have home visitors, but you can go to a restaurant. And there were times where we just didn't want, end up watching the game. It was a really, really tough game to watch. The 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 winds down in Tasmania and the, and and just the 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 atmosphere there too. It was just a, a very lull sort of game. There were a lot of turnovers, which are un you know uncharacteristic of Geelong, and it wasn't through the pressure of North Melbourne either. Just a really scrappy sort of game, and it, you wouldn't expect it's a top team playing a bottom side. It looked like two bottom teams sort of playing and scrapping for the ball pairs. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing is uh, your man, Zach Guthrie, was uh, an inclusion. And by the looks of the AFL app, they've actually changed the stats because I was sure that Guthrie and Guthrie are both on 28 disposals because you know how Guthrie gives Guthrie all his disposals. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. changed uh, Cam Guthrie to 29. They must have just gone like, oh, he's better. He must have got at least one more than him. Yeah, he did get one more. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> they got the two mixed up, Pez. <laughs> put on and go from there. Uh, we, we head into the next game and... Uh, we, According to the odds, this was a massive upset and Collingwood haven't been travelling uh, too crash hot as of late. And West Coast Eagles, another first quarter where they didn't kick a goal. So zero goals, four to four goals, one. And Collingwood just went from there, six goals to one in the second quarter. And West Coast, it was Shannon Hearn's 300th game who Dom Sheed has, has publicly admitted now that he's uh, apologised to Shannon Hearn for the effort that um, he displayed. And you just got to think... What is going on with West Coast since the little hub in Gold Coast and having a little bit of a sook about having to travel and having to stay and just not putting that effort, but having those uh, premiership players, you'd have to say, on their list? To me, Pez, an apology is not good enough. Um, like, he's the first player to achieve this milestone for West Coast, one of the great clubs of the AFL, you know, one of the first real sides of that expansion, sort of making it a, a national sort of a league. And to allow themselves this disgusting patch of football again that we see, Pez, again that we see. We saw, we saw this earlier in the year against um, the Swans. We saw it against um, North Melbourne when they got beaten. They, they, they're just a team to me that is past it. They're, they're gone. They're, there is big problems there. And I think that we are still, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, Pez, and I'm really disappointed that we didn't get to put our bets forth for this because I, I was all over Collingwood in this game because West Coast just look a shell of themselves. And it's disappointing for two reasons. It's disappointing in a 300th game, first one of your club, that you can't get yourself up for some sort of performance. Two, it's it's the third time in, in what, six weeks that they've had those disgusting patches of football that have lasted for three quarters. They went goalless against the Swans for almost a half of football. Again, they went goalless in a quarter against a bottom side. 
it's not good enough for them. And Adam Simpson's got to be in, you know, real grave danger of losing his job, especially with someone of the calibre of Clarkson available. And that list that, you know, is touted to be a top eight list, they're, they're a ready-made premiership list. Would, would you agree, Pez, on the talent? Oh, on paper, you'd have to say that they're competing or they're, they're in the top yeah, they're six. About. Like, that's what you'd have to you'd, – you'd go by. But they have played so many quarters where, you know, they haven't looked dangerous of scoring. They've been inaccurate. They've kicked zero three, zero four, whatever it might be. And you just can't afford to do that as a good club. And you can't afford to do that and give – a mediocre club, a sniff like Collingwood, who were able to show the effort with all the young players that they've got. You know, they don't have Scott Pendlebury in the side there at the moment and just able to will the ball forward, keep going and uh, win by 45 points in the end, which is uh, really embarrassing to West Coast. They still sit inside the eight at seventh source uh, with a little bit of work to do because they need to win at least one more game to to seal up that spot. I mean, Bez, like it's not good enough. They They led by one point. 11 minutes into the, the first quarter when it was 1-0 against a team that is a bottom four side, has no coach, has no superstars. Disgusting. It's a disgusting effort and it's their season is done. Season done? It's done. They can't make finals. Even if they do make the finals, their season's done? It wouldn't be worth making finals because they'll get flogged by Sydney and it'll be... It's a career. It's a career. That's all Adam Simpson's doing. He's trying to make finals, obviously. Obviously trying to make finals. And it would be a mistake for them to make finals because that'll save his his career. Because if they make finals, it's seen as a success, yeah? If they don't make finals, giant failure. And we have some, you know, some personnel changes, well, which you, I think is needed. If you're looking at the start of the season and you say, um, all right, West Coast are going to finish seventh and they're going to lose uh, the first final pretty comfortably, that would probably be set as a failure. Now, when you're looking at it, I'm not sure what a success or a failure is going to be for West Coast. But if they don't make the eight, that is a massive, massive failure. Well, I would say I think it has to be. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Pez, because most people would have had them finishing probably eighth, seventh or eighth at the start of the year. I had them out of the eight. I just I haven't trusted this list from the from the get go. But you're right. Now, if they make it, it'll see as a success. And it, where it puts the club, I can't see them really getting any better in terms of drafting. You know, they're not a destination club in terms of a free agency like. They're ageing. They're, they're a pretty old list, Pez. So yeah, interesting uh, to see what happens with the West Coast Eagles, who you know, just won a premiership back in uh, 2018 against that side we talk about in Collingwood. Uh, another disaster oh. was for the Gold Coast Suns, and I'm surprised this wasn't 100 points because Melbourne, they were only able to win by 98 in the end. Yeah, Pez, it was really disappointing. Melbourne haven't won a game by 100 points in uh, something like uh, 10 years or something, which is which was pretty incredible. Pretty understandable. With it, it is understandable, how poor Melbourne have been. but um, it's really disappointing that they couldn't achieve that milestone. And that goes back to what we were talking about uh, about Melbourne not being able to do that against some of those bottom sides, which is concerning. It but came, that, that came down to the one goal six in the last quarter. Yeah, not good enough. Not one points. of those. Not 100 points. One of those points was uh, a goal. Maybe it was over 100. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it, I mean, the the big story about this game has to be those demons, not the demons, sorry, it's the Suns pairs because after a couple of weeks where we saw a bit of effort, again, they looked unstructured through through a lot of their rotations on the field. They looked out of sorts. And again, you know, we're looking at this team and I continually hear it. It's like they're a young team and they don't know what they're doing. You know, you've got to have faith. They're no longer young team pairs. A lot of their players are starting to hit prime football. And this is where they start to need to, to build. A lot of people had them building towards the top eight. These sort of performances are not uh, a display of a team that is building towards a, a top eight, top eight to finish. I guess. Yeah, well, not at all because they're right down the bottom. When uh, you are right, a lot of people had them at least competing for a spot. You so. had you had them in the eight. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely at the at the start of the season because uh, you you saw them as that improving side, and then 
they they played a lot of close games at the start of the season, source where they, you know, lost to Adelaide by by a goal or two um, early when they, you yep. know, probably could have had the win. There was three or four games like that, and then their season would have been turned around a bit. But maybe they would have fatigued like they are now and and gone and lost all of these games at the end anyway and dropped out. So, but that hasn't been the trend with the Gold Coast. Normally, they oh actually it has actually sorry I tell a lie they but it's a really characteristic of a young side to fatigue. But but as I said before, Pez. These, these kids are now like 22, 23. They've had four or five years in the system. Up until three-quarter time, Pez, the inside 50s were 71 to 27. That's not fatigue, Pez. That's just – that's unstructured. That's that's on Stuart Jew. And I know some people are calling for Stuart Jew's head. You and I both believe him as a coach. We, we like what we saw during that documentary, and obviously we're not on the um, front foot of, of the media where we are able to get an insight in there. But – he seems like he builds relationships with the players and he's still got the players, even though that that effort isn't coming out on the uh, the fatigues looking to be there on the field. Fatigue versus effort's a big thing, Pez, because you're looking at, then you're looking at excuses versus, you know, reasons that they are failing. And, and like, is it an excuse that they're failing or has it been designed this way? Like, they've got enough talent there. Do, do, we, do we we trust that the talent is, talent is there? Or have they missed the mark? Well, it's not there in terms of competing for a premiership. Is it there to be able to compete for a top eight? Probably because no side looks like they want to play in the eight this this season. You've got the, the I was going to say top six sides, but Brisbane don't even look like they want to um, play in the in the finals anymore. So you've probably got five sides up there at the moment who are actually fighting for a, a spot in the finals. The other sides are just trying to fall in there because uh, everyone's falling over when they have the opportunity to cement that spot. Yeah, that's a really good point, and it's a good little segue to our next team that we're going to be talking about. A, a massive upset, and and the scoreboard reflected about ten points, ten fifteen points, Pez. Uh, but oh, it was twelve points. Sorry, but this game was done at the first quarter when the Lions um, just again lacked effort. They left structure. They they didn't look like they knew what was going on, and Hawthorne dismantled them in the first quarter. They just controlled the pill. Um, I know McCluggage is out for them and it takes a couple of weeks for them to get that structure there, but they shouldn't be this deplorable uh, against the bottom side. So that's a big Hipwood loss uh, coming into full effect as well with McStay. Oh, yeah, yeah, as well, yep. So uh, Hawthorne, seven scoring shots to one in that first quarter and you you thought, you know what, Brisbane, they're going to turn it around and turn it on. Second quarter, it didn't come. Third quarter, you had Hawthorne kicking six goals to one. And you're like, oh, this game is done. I turned it off. I turned it over, was watching whatever. It was done, Piers. And then... I look back and it's like, oh, wait, it's it's 12 points. And then I look at the clock and it's like three seconds to go. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, they never actually had an opportunity. But they did uh, try and turn it on. They kicked eight goals in the last quarter to one. But too little, too late. And they don't really care about a top four finish because that puts them two games outside the top four. They are not able to get into the top four anymore. Yeah, really crushing for Brisbane, who a lot of people had them after, you know, they, they went out last year in the, in the semi-final. The, they went out to Richmond. Really disappointing because they, they should be a top-four side. They were a top-four side four weeks ago. They've had, you know, they had a rough season. We, we talked about them, Pez, that they were starting to get going. They were starting the thump side. They had a, a potent forward line that you were guaranteed going to, you know, kick two or more goals across every forward there. And now... I mean, they're, they're lucky they've banked the wins because in this current form, if the game was going for another seven weeks, they would miss the finals. So started really poor, had a really good golden patch in the really middle. Really good middle. And then now teetering off again and, and going from there. So to lose against Hawthorne, who, you know, are, are sitting second bottom on the ladder, only their fifth win for the season, uh, is very concerning. It was in Tasmania, which is no excuse, but 
Brisbane, they have been losing to Hawthorne for a, a few years now. I remember a couple of years back when Hawthorne started to be really poor. They beat them in Tasmania and they also beat them up, I think it was at the Gabba as well, twice in a season. So Brisbane, for some reason, really struggle against Hawthorne. It's really interesting that we, we talk about this all the time because I can't imagine that those lists would even be near the same the, the last couple of years. Like Hawthorne's had a massive turnover in their list as well as Brisbane, but it, it's interesting when those stats get brought up and there's hoodoos there and the mental blank and you talk about the yips, Pez. It, it's really interesting the way that they... Um, you can't believe in it and then... But then it, it, it always happens. happens. It's weird. <laughs> it always happens. It's like Geelong after a bye. Like the amount of different teams that are there and the different lists and the different coaches, but it always seems to happen. It's Every team has those, you know, other teams that they've got their hoodoo. Like, oh, we always struggle against this. You hear fans say it all the time, but... Well, you've got the next game. There's no game. stats there. <laughs> you've got Essendon versus Sydney and you've got, oh, these, these games are always close. Yeah. That, and that seems to always happen. Even though Sydney had an opportunity to, to really put the game away 19 points up, late in that fourth quarter. And then Essendon came back with another couple of goals and just uh, kept fighting and kept doing that. You've got to um, really respect uh, Jake Stringer when he goes into the middle. Uh, he's, he can't go in there for long periods of time at the moment, Source. But when he goes in there, he's an absolute animal getting the clearances and helping them kick goals as well. Uh, and I don't know what it is with this Essendon side, but they keep uh, competing and they keep trying to, to be there and... Uh, still alive in the finals hunt, which is very strange. It's incredible after both of us, you know, said that they uh, were a bottom four side. And, uh, you know, we both said that they were going to lose this game. But but you're right. Um, Stringer has to has to go, especially after getting a big contract last week. He has to go over the off-season, not get on the beers, not get onto the, you know, onto the, the punt, which we know he likes to have a gamble on the dogs. He needs to go away and put some some um, extra Ks into those legs, pairs Because if he can turn himself into that midfield, Merritt, Parrish and Stringer in there, they actually will be a top eight side, That's a strong. genuine contender in there. If he can go for more, um, you know, longer periods in that game, because you're he's, right. he's a contested bull that can get the ball and he can break they, away from the pack. They look like a completely different side when he's in there. Do you remember the game earlier in the year against Melbourne? He went in there. It's about five minute patch. They piled on four goals. They did against the dream time in that dream time game as well. He needs to be able to do that for not even, not even a 80% of the game, put it 50% of the game. Yeah. Give me, give me two full quarters in there across the game, obviously. And they're they're a top eight side with with him, Zach Merritt. You know, every week consistently gets thirty. Parish, we've seen him have you know one of the you know big breakout seasons. Dyson Heppel coming off that back line. You know, they've got some uh, um, goal sneaks in um, Tip and Woody. You got Hine who sometimes sneaks up there. You've got uh, a range like Langford. Langford was amazing on the weekend. He kicked three. They've got enough um, skill level across the ground to be competitive. They just they're just missing that bull in the middle. And it's probably a good thing earlier in the year that they didn't get Dunkley come across from, from Essendon because he wasn't that player. It would have just been another contested ball winner. But we need you need someone in there with that big body who's able to, you know, will their way forward and, you know, snag a goal from 60 out. We'll see what happens. They're surely on the right path with the, the young guys that they've been able to get in the draft and things like that. You talk about Sydney, you've got Papley who's uh, killing it. He kicked four goals as well on that day. But the most interesting thing in this game, Source, if you're watching it, the substitute rule with the amount of... Uh, Subs you can have. Yeah, Essendon that, ran out. Well, they didn't run out. <laughs> they apparently had one left because the medical sub doesn't count. Well, it, yeah, it's it's funny because if you have, does that count as a sub or no? It doesn't. Well, the commentators there was a lot was, of confusion around it. There was so much confusion in the thing, and I don't think anyone really knows. But they're saying if you sub off the the medical person and the medical sub comes on, that doesn't count to one of your interchanges. So for for our viewers who are a little bit unclear about the, the sub rule, because it's only sort of the footy fanatics that, that understand exactly what's going on, you get a set a certain amount of subs. So let's say I think it's what seventy five. Seventy five. So it's capped at seventy five. 
Essendon had used all 75. With about three minutes to go, I think. Three minutes to go, and they still had their uh, injury sub there who hadn't been used, but apparently that doesn't go as a sub. Now, the question was whether they can use that as a... As a medical sub, though, like whether that person was actually injured is one case. But two, if they're out of subs, they're out of subs. I wanted to see someone not come off injured, but maybe just come off hurt with a bit of cramp and try and go to the bench. And then can they not put anyone on? No, they And can't. they have to play with 17 men? They have to play. Or yeah. can they sub him off and put the sub on? You'd need to sub him instantly, but... Yeah. And it was... You had Tip and Woody on the bench. But it was a huge stuff up. You had them. Dylan Shield on the bench. Yeah, two, two of their probably best 22 on the bench... It's a huge mismanagement of the list. And, and uh, Pez, I feel like you could control that stuff. Like, you know, that's poor awareness from that bench when Tip and Woody and Shield come off and they're like, no, 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 you guys need to stay on because we've got whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, it's it poor happens, management. It happens sometimes when, you know, a game's played on one side of the ground and it's away yeah. from the interchange bench and, and players get stuck on. I can think of Tom Hawkins getting stuck on yep. the bench uh, in a number of games when he's on the other side and mm-hmm. it's a close game and you want these players on the on the field. So you've got to try and do your best to rotate your players so you finish with your best 18 or the 18 that you want or who are performing on the night. Who do you want on the floor or the ground? Get them on the ground but at the crucial time. What I'm saying, Pez, is when, when they go to the bench, surely they're aware of what number it is, yeah? If Shield and Tip and Woody are coming to the bench and you've only got two left, which is which is what the situation would have been, surely you're just saying, no, 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 go back. Stay on, rest, Stay rest on. in the fold. Well, we're not, we're not having these two spuds going, and I don't <laughs> know who that was, but like you've got Tip and Woody there. You lost by, what, 12 points? It, it's not about, yeah, it's seven points. It's not about the two spuds, though, but Tip and Woody can be a Tip game, Woody's a game an winner. X factor. He's an X factor. An you X need, you need to have him on in a close game, and they really missed him for that last four minutes. Uh, you, speaking about a close game, the next game was... Uh, one of the upsets uh, we, we're talking about here because Richmond were quite heavy favourites here. Well, not heavy, heavy, but they were quite heavy favourites. Uh, but Fremantle were able to get over the line by four points. Richmond, Fremantle were, controlled the game. It was uh, two goals, 10 to one goal, eight at half time, And everyone talking about how disgusting it is and the, the thing. But it was actually a really tight contested game. It broke open a little bit in the second half with more flow of goals. And Richmond actually took the lead source. They were leading by about nine points at one stage. And then Fremantle just turned around uh, guts and, and grind and Brayshaw was able to get them over the line with uh, a couple of goals there from Fremantle at the end to get them over the line by four points. It was a, it was a thriller at the end. Yeah, Fremantle are huge winners in this pairs, not only for sneaking into the eight, having uh, a, you know a commanding lead and being able to hold on, but geez, do they look good in their field in those retro jerseys, those green, purple, and the Anko, anchor jerseys. They are incredible, and I'm so glad that we got to see them during this round. Oh, I didn't even need to talk about the game. They, they, they were amazing jerseys, but um, that's yeah. the big winner. And, <laughs> the big and winner, but you're right. Fremantle keep their season alive, and um, Richmond. Surprised that they're still they're still in the hunt for the eight, but it, all the talk for the commentators was dynasty over. If they it's lose this, dynasty, dynasty over. over, dynasty over. It's not dynasty over because they've just gone and uh, signed on Bolton. They're without Dustin Martin for the, this season, but you get those you know Dustin Martin back into this side. What's what's one more year? They've you know been struck by injuries this whole year. They have a healthy side. They're another top eight contender. The dynasty's still alive. Yeah, the dynasty's still alive. There might have been 
better off to say this season and this, this season. This season you probably would think is done because even if they do make finals, they're not making any damage. But Fremantle's season, Pez, is still alive. And, and you you know, you mentioned Brayshaw being fantastic. They're young list in Fremantle. They're really building something. They spoke earlier in the year when they knocked off, I think it was Carlton. They thumped Carlton by, you know, in, in Fremantle by a decent sort of amount. And Fife came out and said, he goes, we see ourselves as a finals contender. And you and I sort of sat there like, yeah, you know, they're probably not a finals team, but... If they continue to play like this, they've got a fortress in, in Perth. They're able to have one of the few venues in Australia that's allowed fans. They've got some really young key players in Chera and Brayshaw. And Mundy, you know, Father Time is still dominating. Luke Ryan's getting a lot of the pill. They've got tall forwards. They've got a decent ruckman. You know, if you bring five well, back into that side. A, let's talk about a breakout season. Darcy's Sean Darcy. Massive, massive season from him. Uh, and I th- thought they were going to maybe put him on ice, but I think they're going hard to make make the finals and give their young players some experience there. So they've got to, they've got to win a, a game or two to uh, solidi- solidify that spot in the eight. But uh, they've done all they could last week by by getting the four points against the yeah, Tigers. Got a pretty decent run home to Fremantle. They play the struggling Lions this week in, 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 West Co- in Fremantle. Then they play West Coast, obviously, in Fremantle. And then play your Saints. And that it will be an absolute cracker of a last game because, well, you're saying... You could argue that they could dead, win all three. They could win all three, easy. So They could win two out of three. Win one out of three and possibly still make it because oh. every other time does not want... Every other team, sorry. Doesn't want it. Does not want to win at the no, moment. They don't want to, it at all to be able to make it. All. Uh, the next game was a, a pretty non-event, I would say, source with Port Adelaide coming out and dominating early. GWS getting back in into the game and making it really close with less than a goal and then Port Adelaide just... You know, kicking away again and, and doing what they needed to do to get a 27-point win. Yeah, non-event was... Um, I was actually really excited for this game, Pez. And after watching that first quarter, it was a bit of, bit of a snore fest, to be honest. And I and they switched over to the Olympics. And um, <laughs> I sort of kept track on my phone what the game was. I watched the replay, of course. But it was a bit of a non-event because Port Adelaide controlled this game. They technically, at the start of the round, beat a top eight or top eight side. So that's good for Port Adelaide. But uh, it was just business as usual. GWS sort of hung around. They were always within that two or three goal distance, but they never looked like uh, snatching a victory, Pez. Um, ooh, never never really did. We we end the round with that. We get to go into uh, round 21 very, very soon. But before that, we just need to recap uh, our bets from uh, round 20, Source. Soft review. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. And here we have it. We, uh, a little bit of review source there with a couple of button pressing there. But uh, we, we look at the season. We'll go through the games and then we'll go through our round and uh, the famous emojis. Uh, the, the famous emojis, Pez, from uh, there. Uh, now, interesting I did, ones up there, by the way. I did mention um, last week that I wasn't too happy with my St Kilda Carlton bet after I heard the news because we put it out late. We decided not to put our bet slip out. Um, early last week. Well, that was because the, of all the change of venues yep. and the uncertainty whether the games would be played. And um, yeah, it was lucky that we did, Pez. <laughs> yep, very lucky. But uh, this game, I did put the max on. I had St Kilda at the line, minus 13 and a half. Uh, Brad Crouch to get 20 and Adam Saad to get 20. So those two things happened. Uh, but St Kilda obviously didn't win and didn't win by 14 or more. So that was no good there. I lost that. Got a bonus to start the round source. So not ideal but do have the bonus there to use this round. Yeah, I mean, the bonus does sort of make it a, soften the blow a little bit, Pez, but it is disappointing when you when you lose a max 50, and especially when you call it on the show, basically saying, yeah, that's that's done. That's uh, that's not a good bet at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like that, that uh, stings a little bit more as well. When um, you tweet it out, and then you've already tweeted it out, it's out there, and then you do the show, and then you say, yeah, um, I've just heard the news live, and... Uh, 
Oh, don't like that bet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was disappointed with mine. I um, didn't get uh, a bonus bet in this one. Unfortunately, had uh, same game multi and two legs didn't get up. Uh, uh, St Kilda one to thirty nine. Really disappointing that they couldn't sort of claw their way back and make a contest of this. I had Steele to get over twenty seven half. He did that easy. Brad Hill disappointing. Pez only eighteen. Only eighteen down week for him and Kennedy got his twenty. Uh, yeah. But. A lot, of, a lot of people had had him for 20 as well in their little multis, yep. and uh, he let a lot of people down. Uh, Just like he let St Kilda down again. Bradley Hill, no good, no good. The next game was the Western Bulldogs, Adelaide, and we both didn't have anything in that one source, so we can stay away from that. The next one is North Melbourne, Geelong. So I'll talk about my one. My one was the cheeky, and uh, fans are probably wondering here, uh, I got four out of five source, and Sportsbet ended up with a special. So why doesn't it say a little bonus there? Why did I not get a bonus back? Because the only one... Uh, I missed out on was uh, Radigalia for two goals. So why didn't you get a bonus bet? Because I didn't have access to my alternate account. I had to do it on my own account. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, geez, the CSI. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly move on with that when, one. When so I was we don't doing, get When I was doing the live bet, I was going to go. Uh, I was going Radigalia, or I was going to go Gary Rowan. They were both similar prices, and I thought bigger forward against North. Uh, Will be better with no Robbie Tarrant and things like that, but it uh, didn't work out for me in the end. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing. And there's nothing worse than having a pick, Pez, and then you're sitting there going, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And then you actually choose and you go one way and then you watch that guy either get like seven or eight goals, you watch him collect the pill and it's... Yeah, yeah. Rowan had a goal in the first quarter and I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've stuffed up here. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we don't talk about would could have, should have. Well, we do actually, but we don't uh, We don't like to. Um, but I'm really lucky about uh, the next bet, Pez, because my, my bet was actually void. Because the the game obviously um, no not sorry the game got moved but I had Tom Atkins get fifteen and he was not able to play for whatever reason but it was lucky for me because I had Tommy Stewart to get twenty he did that Cameron Guthrie one of his low games of the season twenty nine twenty nine so I thought it was twenty eight <laughs> well, it was twenty eight actually it only just recently changed so uh, I escaped with a with a void which is which is the best result in that at all whatsoever because you got your fifty bucks back fifty refunded you little ripper how, how good is so that? I'm up I'm up fifty for the round because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you didn't have to bet it next game was uh, Collingwood West Coast uh, I didn't put anything out on social media neither did you source so we move on to the gold coast versus melbourne yeah i put on a, a live bet in this one i had took miller over 27 and a half jack lacocious to get 20 and christian salem to get 20 unfortunately salem let me down he oh needed, did he he let me down salem he let you down so this is my bet here <laughs> uh, under 186 and a half Check. easy fiorini 20 yeah yep. our, our man fiorini noah anderson for 15 easy Oliver for 25. Easy. Salem for 20. Sa- Let me down. Salem in a in a 98 point loss was nowhere to be seen. He wasn't even one of those one of those times where you're like he's around the pill heaps. He went missing for big chunks of the game. Well, he had 12 going into the last quarter and he picked up the first four possessions of the game and I messaged you and I said he only needs four more here. He's going to have a big quarter. Yeah. And uh, I think he was he was on the Essendon's bench and couldn't get back on because looking, he was nowhere to be I'm found. I'm looking at it nearing half time and he's on seven and I'm like, oh, well, this is nearly done here because yeah. Melbourne are just dominating. It's not going down Gold Coast ends, which is where Christian Salem is. So if Gold Coast had a loss by 60 points, he might have got more of the pill and uh, we both would have had a really good win there. But uh, it didn't happen and our man let us down. He's made me a lot of money in the past and uh, he, he lost me my 25 there. What, what is good for you though, Pez, if you choose to jump on him this week, his odds will creep up a little bit because he has missed it. Only a little bit, but if he's one of those guys that consistently gets it and we've made a lot of profit from him, he's one of those ones that you can get back on and, and get some value. But uh, I did escape with a bonus bet uh, and uh, back-to-back bonus bets, Pez, because I had uh, the Hawthorne hack and it didn't actually come to fruition. Like It didn't? No. Danaher didn't get his four goals. 
Didn't get it? Surely someone got four goals in the Hawthorne hack. <laughs> yep, next, next day. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked the wrong horse, Pez, but the Hawthorne hack is still alive. Still alive, Pez. Someone's picked four. And uh, yeah, I thought you'd pick Joe Danaher there last week. But, uh, look, that, that's a pretty good pick. Uh, if you don't even, you know, I don't... Blame myself. Pretty good pick <laughs> yeah, if you want to lose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. But uh, I got a bonus bet for my cheeky as well, so uh, that was a loss for me. Um, I didn't have one there, and the, the fans might notice on Twitter that the Gold Coast uh, Suns Melbourne bonus bet, because I got one as well, your one's actually already been used yes, last yes. week, and I just had to put that little note down there so you didn't do anything sneaky this week. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that, Piers. <laughs> in the Sydney game, I originally had um, the Swans at the, the line, 18 and a half with my bonus bet. They should have covered. They didn't cover. They let Essendon sleep back in, and then I used my bonus bet because, as I've said in the past, <laughs> I love betting on Sydney, and I love uh, their live disposal lines. I had Sydney to win, which they did. Luke Parker to get over 20 and a half, he did, and Jake Lloyd just missed out by one touch, so he was uh, unable to get What did he get? 27? 26. Oh, oh, so, so, two, 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 sorry, two. Yeah. so 26. So a little bit disappointing that he couldn't get uh, those two touches within that last 10 minutes. And, and sometimes he, oh, it's he so much fun. It's so much fun watching the last quarter yeah. when you're like one or two touches. But yeah, so two losses in that game, but uh, only the only the 24. Oh, actually, no money loss though. No money <laughs> loss because two bonuses. Uh, now, Sauce, you got that line there, 18 and a half, and I could not help myself but jump on this max bet of Sydney minus 12 and a half on the day because the line had come in. And I thought, beautiful, this is great. I'm nervous great watching the game all day. Uh, going back and forth, Essendon in the lead, Sydney coming back into the lead, Papley just dominating. And then you get into you know the last five minutes or so and Sydney go 19 points up. And I'm sitting there going, oh, Sauce's bet is sitting up at the moment, but it's in a bit of danger. My bet, safe, looking pretty good, seven points uh, in, in the clear. Essendon kick a goal and get one back, and you're like, all right, well, Sydney have to, you know, control it here and go from there. But Sydney, Essendon got another one, seven points, and missed this cover. Really, really poor uh, from Sydney not to, you know, get on top of top of that side there and go from 19 points to, to kick another one and go to 25 points. Would have been nice, and would have been nice to get that max, but a red cross and a, a max loss. Well, yeah, it's always nice to win, Pez. <laughs> Thanks for that synopsis of winning is good. Um, we get on to the next game. Uh, I had no bet in this one with uh, the Fremantle and Richmond Tigers game. Yeah, and uh, my one here, yeah, another another uh, one where I was like, you know what, Jaden Short for 20, that's good money. I think Richmond will win, so Richmond head-to-head, and I'll go Richmond at the line, minus 8.5. I'll put the max 50 on here, and I was going, oh, this game, this game's done at halftime. Like, Richmond yep. aren't winning by nine points, and then... In the last quarter, they popped up. They were leading by nine points. And I was like, <laughs> surely <laughs> not. Surely not. And then Fremantle with a, a couple of nice goals, as we spoke about earlier. Uh, and no bonus because uh, I did have Richmond to win as well. So there we go. Another max down the drain. Another down the drain, Pez. And uh, I didn't put a bet on the GWS power game either, did you? There must have been some really great Olympics on that we were too <laughs> invested in watching. I think uh, from memory, the basketball was on. And we were Sunday night, we were watching that. Texting you back and forth. The Australians were playing... Was it Argentina that day? I think they were playing Germany, maybe? Oh, no, it was Argentina. You're right. Yeah, so we were watching that. Uh, so no bets for that one. On to our multis and pairs. I was lucky again because my uh, my multi that I put down was Geelong, Melbourne, Sydney, all wins, and then Brisbane, a disappointing loss. Um, and my bet got void because of the venue changes. So I was you're lucky you didn't pairs. do it with Tab because, you know, Tab have bets stand regardless of venue. Yeah, so do Ned's, on, Ned's on have this. the same. 
So you're lucky you did it with Sportsbet, uh, Void. So you got your, that was a max as well. So you oh, got that, that back. That's all I won for the round. I ran 100, 100 bucks. <laughs> you didn't really win anything. <laughs> refunded 100 bucks. You didn't, didn't lose as much, which no, is good. No, I didn't good, lose and, uh, as much. I had, I had 50 uh, in the Elton and account on uh, uh, three head-to-head multi just for the bonus thing. And I didn't think I'd need to use it, Sauce, because Melbourne, uh, pretty easy win. Sydney uh, got over the line and then uh, Brisbane. But Brisbane, for whatever reason, couldn't get it done against Hawthorne. So lost that other 50 uh, and ended up with a bonus, which I'll use this week. But we go to the main event, okay? I don't know if it's of the show or what it is. But it's my five favourite time of the week, Pez, especially <laughs> when I'm up. <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got this and we look at round 20. I stake 235. I didn't return a dollar. I've got three bonus bets sitting there. Oh, we got we got we got two donuts. It means we're out of lockdown, Pez. Two donuts, <laughs> two, two donuts. <laughs> out of lockdown, then we'll be back in tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so I've staked $3,980 for the season, returned $4,279.05. ROI has gone down, source from last week. Oh, has it? still in positive. So who's in the lead this week? 7.5%. <laughs> 7. Uh, it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I staked uh, 175 for the round, <laughs> refunded 100 and uh, returned none. So a second yeah. donut. So we are out of lockdown. Fans, get on uh, down to the stadium tonight and watch watch your local sport. Watch uh, Geelong play the Giants. But no, an ROI of minus 100%, obviously, with returning nothing. Staked for the year, $3,425. Returned $3,792.04. ROI of where we aim to be, 10.7%. that. 10.71%. So yeah. I have dropped from last week, oh, obviously. I thought you had a bigger lead than that, actually. That's good. You've only hey, got that hey, bad for a lead. I told you. Yeah, you you were talking last week about taking over my building. I said, hey, <laughs> you stick to your side of the island, Pez. My building is there, and it's uh, it's looking pretty safe, especially with how good my bet slip is this week, Pez. Well, you've got a little hotel emoji there. I've got I, a- I actually have questions about this. Okay. I'm, I'm camping because I'm, I'm going back. You're more than welcome to camp in my foyer. <laughs> I am, because you weren't welcome in mine. <laughs> and and there's, a, there's a donut emoji too. That's three donuts that we've, we've that's mentioned, a, that's so a we're donut. definitely out for a week. That's a donut for me. And what's, what's the music? <laughs> you, no? Maybe I'm singing? You don't get that one. I'm building an opera? You you know you had a donut this round. Yeah. Looking back in the history books, that's uh, your treble. That's a treble there. You know the treble, Clef? Your third third ever donut sauce. So you got a little treble well, I'm just going to shut the window so I can't hear your shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the one playing the little violin. Yeah, well, no, I'm not playing. Oh, well, I'm sitting there playing a the violin. You think I'm, does it sound like I'm sooking? You're playing the mini violin, you know? Get the world's the, smallest violin. Oh, Jesus. That's terrible, Pez. The fact that you had to explain it. it is, look, you would have sat there and you would have chuckled for a good 10 oh, minutes. You were super up and about, wouldn't it? Were you? It was great. Yeah, you loved it. And I probably no one got it. Nope, no one got it. And even in the show, they're sitting there going, well, that's crap. That's crap. That's not crap. Yeah, crap. That's history. Talking of history, let's get into our bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said... You're not going to introduce it after... You're no. a bit upset about the treble, aren't you? I'm a little bit annoyed that you've you gone... <laughs> you know, hit a man while he's up and about. He's up and about, Pez. Over 10%. Over 10%. Only because you're down in the dumps. You don't need to bring me down with ago. you. That's and how it works. You know I thought we were a team. You know what's a good thing? We're talking about being down and down in the dumps. 
when we're actually profitable yeah. in, in our betting for the season. So that's that's a positive uh, in itself. Oh, I, just, I just thought we, were, we had a better <laughs> dynamic than that, Bez. <laughs> I didn't think you'd bring me down like that, especially during this hard time of lockdown and you're going to jump yeah, on. I didn't know it was lockdown last week, did I? Well, we're going to put the travel clip <laughs> with, out there. With all those donuts, we, we had no, <laughs> no expectation of it. Let's get into uh, the specials for the week, Bez. I've already pushed the button, mate, uh, so I'm just waiting on you. Where'd you push? I didn't even hear anything. Oh, uh, well. I didn't actually. <laughs> I was talking about the intro. Sulu <laughs> takes a special and goes bang. I'm sitting here waiting for you to push that button and you're well, looking at it and you're like, You oh, throw me off. No, you throw I'm me off. I'm feeling down. I'm down the dumps. I'm a little bit a little bit fragile at the moment, Pez. Right, so let's take advantage of uh, some specials from some <laughs> of the companies here. So uh, Sportsbet, you've got uh, Friday night match, which is Geelong vs. JWS. Kick it on the first two minutes, your team wins. So we don't really like that one. All matches this round, though, three-plus league AFL Sam game multi, up to three refunds per match. So we like that one. And all matches this round, three-plus league AFL head-to-head multi. Uh, one loses, you get that bonus bet back, which is uh, what I did last week and have that bonus to use this week. You move over to tab. You've got the same game multi-special, not in every game source. You've got Geelong versus JWS. So you've got St. Kilda versus Sydney. You've got Bulldogs versus Essendon. And you've got West Coast versus Melbourne. You've also got the three-plus head-to-head uh, special there over at tab. You head over to Ladbrokes. You've got a $2 line for Geelong or GWS if you like the line tonight. That's also on Neds, and also on Neds is the three-plus league same-game multi for Geelong, GWS, and for the West Coast versus Melbourne game. So and uh, I think that's – well, it's not it because uh, – We don't talk about points, but – They've got – I don't really like it, though. It's $2 for Bont and McRae to combine for 60-plus disposals. And you know McRae's going to get at least 30, and they're saying, is Bont going to get 30? Probably not. Probably average, probably. He averages just under 25, I think, so yeah, that's, that's But he's, that's he short. might play forward a bit, but – yeah, it's only two bucks. So if it was maybe three bucks, it'd be decent, decent odds there. But um, I think they've got a good one at the moment. Um, Paddy Mills to hit a three pointer and Australia to beat uh, the the Slovenians in the bronze medal match. That's good value. You think they'll beat the Slovenians? I think it's good value if you think you know it's a fifty fifty shot. All right, we'll go and do you. Bloody Olympic basketball podcast. Well, then. we started the podcast talking <laughs> Olympics, Pez. Uh, nope, can't uh, even flash that idea without getting shut down. All right, let's get into the, the games and the, the main reason that you guys are here. Round 21, Geelong taking on GWS down at uh, GMHBA Stadium in front of uh, no people. Um, Geelong come in in favourites at $1.13. Great Western Sydney have reached out to six oh five. That really has pushed out throughout the week with the, the team announcements. The line is huge, minus 35.5, and, and the over-under is 148.5, Pez. Yeah, and some games have been very low scoring when you, you kind of think they wouldn't be that low scoring, but um, you've got it from there. But Holmes comes in for um, – Smith is managed and Narkel's been omitted as well uh, from last week. But a lot of changes at the Giants. You got Clark four, comes in too, I think. Clark Clark's in as well, isn't he? Not on the stuff I've got here. Oh, okay. You can have a look at look at that while I talk about the GWS side, but sorry, Phil Davis is injured. Tom Green is injured. Jesse Hogan has been managed. Jacob Hopper is injured. Daniel Lloyd is injured. Shane Mumford is managed, and Sam Reed is injured. So, uh, a lot of talent going out of that side, especially when you talk about uh, Tom Green, Jacob Hopper, and Jesse Hogan, who's been playing well for them up forwards. So, um, a lot of no names come in. I'm excited to see Jake Riccardi though uh, coming to the side. So. I might be looking at uh, Jake Riccardi, the young man, to to maybe kick a goal and and see how you go there. But um, I've got no bet for this game uh, for the pod at the moment there, Sauce. Yeah, so Jordan Clark is in, but 
it's, he's not on the side because he didn't play last week, but he's not, he's sitting on the interchange. Was bench. he the medi sub last week? He must have been the medi sub. If he was the medi sub last week, that's why he's not in because he was already. Yeah, we well, didn't get in game time last week. Uh, um, I've got a, a bet for this one, Pez. I've gone with. Um, I really at the start of the week liked the one to thirty nine for this game because I think the Cats win, but I don't think that they um, they smash GWS. I think that the talent on that list they'll be able to sort of survive. So I went with a, a different route. I went with. Uh, Geelong to win 25-plus, which on its own is $1.50. Cameron Guthrie, my man, to have a bounce back after his brother shared half his possessions with 30.5, the actual disposal line, over. And Tommy Stewart, which is still unbelievable at $1.20, Pez. $1.20 still. Still $1.20. So that totals up to $3.20, and you know that I'm putting the max on my cats, Pez. Well, there you go. And one more thing to mention is Matty DeBoer is in as well. So if you are doing disposal markets... Try and uh, think about who he goes to because he usually keeps uh, someone down in possessions as well. Yep. And uh, he probably go to... Well, I don't, they don't normally tag Guthrie, so it probably goes to like maybe a danger. Probably to him. Selwood they've been going to a little bit. So be See, with danger, if you go to tag him, you just throw him in the goal square, don't you? Yeah, and they get rid of him. They normally go to... Last time uh, against North Melbourne, they tagged uh, Selwood. He was getting a bit of attention, so interesting to see what GWS do. Mm. On to the next game, we've got Carlton and Gold Coast. Carlton come in favourites at $1.25. The Gold Coast Suns are $4 outsiders. The line is minus 24.5. The over-under is 166.5. It's a big big line for a Carlton side. It is a big line. 24.5, but I also can't trust GWS to to keep the line, so I've stayed away from uh, the line betting and things like that. But Cheeky! I have... Going a little bit cheeky, and I've done a source and, and cheating a little bit here because I've used a bonus bet from last week. Why have you cheated? On, on my cheeky. Because you meant to, you know, put your put your money down usually, but uh, I've just gone away <laughs> you, with the You with started the that trend. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I've got a four-legger um, with uh, my $25 bonus bet from last week's source. So, Lacocious to get 20 disposals. So, hope hopefully they get the ball in his hands. Noah Anderson, 15-plus disposals. Sam Walsh to get 25-plus. And then Harry McKay, this is where it gets cheeky. He's got to be the first um, in the first three goal scorers of the match. First three? Yeah. That's a good little market. It's uh, five bucks in total, that one. So, uh, fingers crossed. Who, who was that with, sorry, the betting company? Tab. And they have, it's like a, what, a Cronella a tri- trifecta bets? It just says first three first three goal scorer and it's got all the, all the players with their odds. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, they can... If you don't get the first, you're still alive. If you don't get the second, you're still alive. If you don't get the third, you uh, thanks for, pack up for the night. Thanks for explaining how first, second, third, mate. After after two weeks of the Olympics, thanks for explaining that one. Yeah, but no one no one gets it in the Olympics because second place, you know, they they lose and then they win. Would you prefer to, to lose and get a silver medal or win and get a bronze? Just lose, on a lose and get a silver. Really? Yeah. No, nah, I'd much prefer to win. You should have should have saved that for the uh, the. What do oh, we call toss it? Up. Now, I've toss. Got, now I've got to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the Richmond-North Melbourne game. $1.43 for the Tigers. Outsiders are North Melbourne, two eighty three. The line is minus 15.5 pairs, and this one has come in, and it's gone out, and it's been a fluctuating line all week. So the over-under for this one total game points is 154.5. Yeah, if Richmond you know, do want to make the finals, they've really got to win this game. Uh, so what I've gone is I've actually put my bonus 50 on from, from last week's source with Tab. I've put Jaden Short there for 20 disposals. He's still really good value. Shea Bolton, after signing his new contract to get 15-plus disposals, with no Dustin Martin in there, I think he does move forward, and uh, he's a really important player, so I think he can touch the pill 15 times. Richmond in the head-to-head, and an alternate line of over 128.5. It's odds of $2.10. Chuck the bonus 50 on it to try and get uh, that money back from last week. 
Yeah, like that bet, Pez. Um, I'm going with something that we've talked about all year. Um, North Melbourne, they cover the line. Pez, that's all they do is they cover the line. They've done it almost every single week since about round four when they started to, you know, really put some positive steps in their their um, season. But I think the line's really low. I don't think this is an actual, you know, 11 and 12 and a half sort of line. I think it sits more about the 20 and a half line. So I'm going for North Melbourne to cover that. So Jaden Short to get 25 or more disposals. North Melbourne to cover a 32 alternate handicap. And Aaron Hall to get 25 gives me odds of 278, and I've put 25 on that with Neds. Yeah, what what we do have to mention uh, before we move on from this game is uh, the outs for the Tigers. Because, There's a few outs. Uh, do you call it swinging an axe? or I don't know what you do, but Jake Arts has been omitted. Josh Caddy doesn't keep a spot as a Medi sub. Castagna also omitted. Chole omitted. Garthwaite, the defender, omitted. And Jack Ross omitted as well. He's always there, Medi sub or on or off, and I don't mind Jack Ross as, as a player. There's, there's two or three players who just can't get a regular st- spot uh, in that Tigers, but that, that is some definite players two getting of those the uh, tap on the shoulder. Arts and Castagna, who have been, you know, a big part of that. Castagna always line. pops up for a goal. Always mate. pops up for a goal, but not this week he won't be, because no, he's he omitted. <laughs> he won't, definitely won't be. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the uh, the Derby Pez, which will be in front of 15,000, which is one of the rare things oh. that we'll, we'll see at the footy this weekend. Uh, one of the three games, I think, that has actual crowds there. So Port Adelaide take on... Uh, the Adelaide Crows. The Crows are outsiders, heavy outsiders at $7. Port Adelaide big favourites at $1.10. The line is minus 37.5 and the over-under is 160 and a half pairs. Where are you heading? 160 <laughs> half, I like that. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the teams here. There's a couple of, uh, well, there's a really big in. Robbie Gray Huge. Uh, comes in and they, they get rid of uh, uh, Marshall and Woodcock and, and keep their Medi sub from last week. Uh, and then you've got uh, Cook who comes in for his uh, debut, which is really good. And Thilthorpe. He comes back in as the 18-year-old forward. you got Berry omitted, Rowe omitted, and Taylor Walker with that suspension during the week for um, some racial comments, which was really disappointing. Really disappointing. So, But he's uh, he's got a six-week penalty as well, or a six-game penalty, as well as a $7,000 fine, and he's also donated um, to an Indigenous community foundation as well. So, I mean, it's it's good to see him recognise his mistake and, and act on it on his own off his own merit. I do that in inverted commas because there would have been a gentle yes, push from the AFL. But it is really good that he's taking ownership for it. And, and it's really good. The, the biggest thing from this is the um, South Adelaide Football Club, an actual club official who heard him from his own team, heard that and they reported it. So yeah, that's, we don't that's know, what's really We positive. don't know what was said. No, we don't. Um, it, it wasn't reported, but um, it couldn't have been too good. And uh, disappointing uh, to hear really from disappointing. A, a player like that, especially if you're a young Adelaade Crows fan and, and you've got... You know, Taylor Walker, especially Tex Walker. He's, had, something he's like had, that. had a great career. He's had a really, really good year as an older fella, and it's just it's disappointing because you don't need to involve that in the game anymore. We're in life, full stop. No, it's not called for. But you've gone through all of that uh, source, and I don't have a bet for the game. I've gone a little bit uh, cheeky in this one, Pez. I, I think the Port Adelaide Power really, really do a number on the Crows. Uh, so I've gone uh, a four-leg same-game multi with um, the Power and with Port Adelaide. To get the win, I've gone the line, minus 37.5. I think that's quite low. Um, I've gone Carl Amon to get 20 or more. He had an absolute cracker last week. Charlie Dixon to kick two or more. He's kicked four in the last two. Where it's a little bit cheeky is the winning margin spread. Oh, here we go. So, as you said, this year the, the games have been a little bit lower in terms of score, and that means the margin hasn't been as big. I, I don't think that they – I think they win by about 50, 55 points. 
Well, I've gone the winning margin spread 40 to 59. Oh, I thought you were going to go the 50 to 59. No, I've gone 40 to 59. So I've given myself a 19 point buffer. There hasn't been many 60 point blowouts. It's 40 plus, but it can't be 60 plus. Which which I I was going to go 40 plus on its own. It's $2. And I'm like, oh, I need some more value. It was really tough trying to find a cheeky this week, (laughs) but um, So I've gone with that one. That gives me odds of the very cheeky uh, 550. So I've just sort of (laughs) snuck in the rule there. As we know, a cheeky needs to be over $5. And I've whacked 25 on it, Pez, since you're not following the rules either i'll break them as well <laughs> you've been breaking the rules for weeks which is uh no good but we get to the next game which is uh st kilda versus sydney yes pez uh your saints versus sydney and this is the uh the pride game is that correct pez that's what they're, they're titling it uh i haven't heard anything but um, yeah usually it is actually against sydney yeah, yeah. i, I yeah, think they released they released their um their jumpers early in the week sydney are wearing a strip that has like a the the rainbow the colours on it so yeah sometimes they have a rainbow thing the, on their the socks or yeah, yep. so um, I think St Kilda have something on their jumper actually now that you mention it yeah as well. so it's really good that you know it's we just spoke about sort of the poor aspects of you know um, community and how people are interacting and this is really a great initiative by St Kilda and Sydney um and uh, yeah it's 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 a real positive movement so the Swans come in favourites at a dollar thirty seven the Outsiders are your Saints pairs at three dollars twelve minus sixteen and a half is the line the over under is one 68 and a half. Oh, 16 and a half. There you go. Lucky I did my bet earlier here. Um, we've got Jack Billings who's injured, Hunter Clark who's injured, Dougal Howard injured. Uh, ben Long has been omitted, uh, surprisingly, because he's been playing pretty well up forward. And Paul Hunter omitted. If he was in the side, that's that's a nearly a 50, 60 point loss there. Um, <laughs> Nick Caulfield, Dara Joyce, Daniel McKenzie and Jack Sinclair come in. And James Bell has been omitted and the Medi sub to take his spot. Uh, this week. So what I've done, uh, I couldn't go the max against my team, but I've chucked a little three-leg same-game multi. This is one of the games where Tab offers their bonus back if one leg fails. I'll put Sydney minus 15.5 with no Paddy Ryder coming back in. I think they win it pretty easily. Uh, I've gone gone under 168.5 points because for whatever reason, in a St Kilda games, there's not high-scoring uh, uh, there's not really high scoring games oh, in the, in the last not, month. You're not very good. So. Yeah, so, but the, the opposition as well. So 168 <laughs> points will be very hard to get to. And Jake Lloyd to get 20 disposals together. That's odds of $3.80, uh, their source, and 25 on that. Love that one, Pez. And um, just because you're steering clear of the uh, the max bet does not mean I am at all. And I'm going all on in this one. I love that line, Pez. Um, and I've I originally had that in there, but I went the safer bet at $1.37. This one's a pretty good value to, to win that. So I've put a three-league same-game multi. Sydney and Parker and Lloyd both to get 25. That gives me odds of 250. They do that routinely. That'll be a nice little collect for me, Pez. So. Yeah, and the max 50 there as well. Max fifty, the second one of the second one of the the comp. Oh well, we both like the uh, Swans line there, and uh, we move to the Hawthorne versus Collingwood game, which is probably the the closest in odds for the round. It is, and you said move to the Hawthorne game. This game actually has been moved. Originally was at Utah Stadium, but they couldn't get the um, the quarantine corridor, as they were calling it, uh, open about. So this game has been moved to the G. So it is Hawthorne's home game, but it won't matter because there are no fans there. Hawthorne taking on the Magpies, two dollars fourteen for the Hawks and a dollar seventy one. Uh, Collingwood now in his favourite. So uh, that actually has shifted. That was a dollar ninety each way at the start of the week, but with the change of venue, obviously favouring the Magpies. The line's five and a half, and the over-under is 158 and a half pairs. Yeah, and this is uh, the game for those tippers that are still in the competition where you could have 
um, a 50-50 split in the competition of who's tipping what. Yep. I think with the move to the MCG, it, it does favour Collingwood, which is why the odds have moved into their favour. At, at um, Tasmania, Hawthorne have proven that, you know, they can be pretty tricky to beat even when they are going poorly like they are this season. But I've chucked my uh, $50 bonus bet from Sportsbet last week. Because of the move and because of the move to the MCG, I put Collingwood in there head-to-head and I'll put Taylor Adams to get 25-plus disposals. That puts the odds up to two dollars ten. A fifty uh, bonus on that would return fifty five dollars. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting this one, Pez, because I've gone the opposite way. I've gone my bonus bet of twenty five dollars, just straight out on the Hawks two dollars fourteen. Um, I liked the Hawks at the start of the week, and it was really tough because the only thing that was swaying has swayed the odds has been the venue. And Hawthorne play quite well at the G, at the G as well, so I can understand. Obviously, they have the the home ground at Tasmania being um, a lot more favourable to them. But I'm, I'm taking a bonus bet. I'm hoping to double up. So $2.14, $25 for that one. All right. No oh, comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving me on the lurch there. All right, let's get on to uh, one. someone I heard someone say this earlier in the week that was the game of the round. The Western Bulldogs who were sitting second on the ladder. Oh, sorry, top on the ladder. Playing Essendon who are not in the eight at the moment. $1.21 for the, the Doggies, uh, $4.45 for the Bombers, minus 25.5 is the line, over-under is 170.5 pairs. How can this game be one of the games of the round? Oh, it has to be one of the games of the round. Look at the other games. There's not much on offer this week. Can't be the game of the round. They're not even in the top eight either side. Bulldogs are. Yeah, well, Essendon are not in the top eight, mate. Essendon are not in the top eight. So you, what are you saying? Freeman on... Lions have to be has to be the game of the round. That's going to be one of the games around. West Coast Melbourne, GWS Geelong, GWS aren't in the eight. No, but they were last week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're Essendon. Nah, they're shit. <laughs> Get rid of them. All right, I've got, I've gone a uh, three league same game multi here, and it's one of the specials again with Tab. Uh, their source. So I've got the Bulldogs to win by twenty plus points with a little try bet there. I've got Zach Merritt to get thirty plus disposals and I've got McRae to get 30 plus disposals uh, that's $3.50 all up and I put 25 on it love that bet Pez I've gone the exact same sort of line Western Bulldogs at the line minus 25 and a half Jack McRae to get 30 and I've gone the Bont to get that 25 so oh you, you like the points bet I did like special. it I said I told you he averages about 24 I think he'll get 25 <laughs> and McRae will get 30 that add totals what how much is that total nah, McRae will get 35 55 that total McRae, McRae will get 35 oh, won't nope. he alright so that gives me odds of $3.40 and I've whacked 25 on that one, Pez. On to the next game. As I said, Pez, one of the games I of the round. I thought you were going to open with that. <laughs> Fremantle taking on Brisbane. Both teams in the eight. $2.36 for the Dockers and $1.60 for the Lions. Minus eight and a half in favour of the Lions is the line. And the over-under is 148 and a half. Pez, have you got bets for this game? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Alex Pierce comes back in. Uh, Toe Watson, interestingly, omitted as well there. Brisbane Lions, I know they um, are going to lose Lockie Neal uh, to illness. James Madden's been omitted. Jackson Pryor will come back in, but also the barometer is back. He's coming back into the side. Self-proclaimed so, barometer. Uh, if Self-proclaimed, exactly. Um, if I was to lean anywhere here, I'd be looking at a Brisbane uh, head-to-head or um, what would you say the line was at at the moment? Uh, I think it was 10 and a half. Yeah, 11 and a half, I think it was. Probably, probably something there, to be honest. Eight, uh, eight and a half it is. Eight and a half. Yeah, I'll probably jump on the on the Brisbane line, uh, but I want to see what happens the uh, Brisbane over Lions. the weekend. You'll jump on or the Brisbane line. I said line. <laughs> I was just clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> B 
But yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm going to do. So, so Sorry, no mate. bet. <laughs> I, I've been locked down all day. It's been very hard to human connection has been uh, has been nice. So um, I've, I'm in the same sort of light pairs. The game's really tough. I'd be leaning towards Brisbane. I think I've included them. Or I have included them in my multi, uh, and I'll probably be doing the same. Maybe a one to thirty nine mark for, for, the, for the Lions. Get a little bit more value. Probably around that that two dollar sort of sort of strain. Or, or the Lions pretty good as well. So. Yeah, no bets for us in that one, but uh, a lean towards the Lions, uh, the line, I guess. There you go. <laughs> right, <laughs> Monday Night Football is back, which is fantastic, especially when we are in a lockdown, Pez. It'll give us something to do with the uh, the Olympics coming to a close very shortly. Yeah, so. on Sunday. Uh, West Coast taking on the Demons. One of the games of the round, Pez, because both teams are in the eight. Uh, $3.12 for the West Coast Eagles and $1.37 for the D's. Minus 15.5 is the line, and the over-under is 139.5. Yeah, interesting to see if the Demons can uh, continue to do it with against this West Coast side that has been really disappointing. But a big, big thing was the Jack Viney incident Huge. from last week. Okay, Huge. so... Whether it's an elbow to the jaw or the throat, uh, what do you what do you know about it? Sauce? Very interesting that one. So it was a really really interesting thing. We had uh, Jack Viney obviously standing over a player, um, and he was actually being held down. And he had his well, the footage shows clearly his forearm slash elbow is around the jaw neck area, and he got reported for extreme misconduct and. When they went to the tribunal, he originally pleaded guilty for using his elbow on the neck of, of you know, I think it was Jack Bowers. So using his um, his you know his elbow to put force there. He his argument was five strung, but the two ones that came out the most was obviously he admitted it was reckless, it was unnecessary. He pleaded self defence while he was on top of a player. Yeah. Um, and he was claiming that because the other guy had his jersey there, that if he hadn't have put the the elbow there, that a free hand would have allowed him to punch him while he's on top of him. And the second one was he originally pleaded guilty to the neck contact. But then when the tribunal read the charges, they actually said, well, it's you know, you've been charged for this, 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 and it's misconduct and it's striking to the chin. And he said, well, hang on a tick. I haven't. I, I didn't do. It's not on his chin. So then he changed his plea from a guilty <laughs> to a non-guilty because of the where it was on um, terms of the body. So he got a um, originally a two weeks, and it was um, sanctioned two weeks. They were arguing that the misconduct um, charge always the most penalty it's ever had was a seven thousand dollar fine, and that was uh, Toby Green in previous finals. Um, and in terms of weeks, it is guaranteed a week generally for all those sort of misconduct charges. So. Two weeks, I thought it was about a two-week incident. It was terrible for the game. Pez, thoughts? I, I didn't like how he challenged it and stuff. I think it should have been except the, the two weeks and then um, go from there and move it on. He kind of got it to drag on during the week and it's not a good look for the game when you've got someone over the top with their forearm uh, on someone's neck uh, in that situation because if he didn't have it there, source, he could have still held himself up and he didn't have to have his hand on the neck. But um, I think Jack Viney and Melbourne, uh, a little bit of... Uh, I don't even know why he would try and do that, but I thought it was two weeks and uh, should have been that. I was surprised when I saw he was actually fighting it. And especially when, you know, like we, we know how documented head injuries are and obviously a, a forearm to the neck obviously compromises the breathing, which means the oxygen levels to the brain. And especially with the news of, you know, Nathan Venables coming out this week and actually retiring because of the concussion Daniel. protocols. Sorry, Daniels, what did I say? Nathan. Nathan, yeah. Was that his brother? <laughs> Just Nathan Ablett retired in, what, 2007? Yeah, well, thanks for <laughs> a non-connection. Oh, maybe we're talking about the young premiership players. That's probably what we're doing because yeah. a 22-year-old only played 21 games and has to had to retire, got the... From the con- concussion cancel, which I was, I didn't know was a thing, but they just said, yeah. no more contact sport. And it's just disappointing that Melbourne would 
you know, it, it's clearly a bad look for the game. I don't know what their thoughts are in terms of challenging it. I just don't understand it. Yeah, so it's over. Take your two weeks and then come back and play finals, Viney, and, and go from there. But I don't have a bet in this game, Sauce. Uh, I really like Melbourne at the line. I think, uh, as I've said, West Coast have been really disappointing. Uh, I jumped on Neds, though, and got it at minus 14.5 for a little bit more value, $1.90. Uh, put 25 on it. I really like that line. I just think the Eagles are in disarray. And Melbourne, we know that they beat top sides. And they struggle against poor sides. And... At the moment, West Coast, West, Coast the West Coast is a top eight side. <laughs> so, the, top eight side. Uh, or especially at home, they are. At home, they're a different side. So I think Melbourne will bring their A game, and I, and I think they'll get the job done there, the Ds. Yep, by 15 points or more. Best of luck with that one. Uh, we head into the multis source, and I've got a max multi with the tab special here. I'll put Richmond in there um, to beat North because they've got to do it to keep their season alive. I'll put the Dogs in there because, you know, they've just got to win it if they want to finish on top. And then I've put Brisbane in there against a Fremantle. So I didn't have a bet in the game, but I've got Brisbane in there at $1.58 uh, and put the max 50 on it. It's 272. Nice little odds there, Pez. My multi is 278. I've gone the Cats, Port, Brisbane, and Melbourne. One leg fails. I get my money back in a bonus bet. I've whacked 25 on that one just to keep things a little bit uh, kosher and closer to the <laughs> to the market. <laughs> closer to the chest and, and see how we go. So we've heard all our bet slips so far there, Sauce, and uh, looking forward to a big round 21 of football, uh, getting back on the winner's list and, and trying to, you know, build a couple of levels on the on the hotel and I'm trying to get back in. Yes, uh, Pez, and uh, one way you can try and get back in is through our coin toss. It was a toss of the coin. That fight wins the toss. So you're telling me a coin toss is going to help me get back into the hotel? I'm no. just going to stand outside and toss a coin? And it's a nice little segue, Pez. I'm trying to play on words, be creative again. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a good run. I thought we were back on terms and bang. You're just getting attacked, are you? I feel like, I feel like I'm feeling like? attacked from all angles. Oh, it's probably one angle. Yeah, well, I can see. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the coin toss. For people who haven't listened to the show before, this is where we give a quick tip on the line. I really struggle with it. The quick, <laughs> quick tip on the line for the games. Uh, no discussion, no reasoning. Uh, at the moment, Pez, I am uh, leading by how many? Uh, four. It was three all last week. Uh, we had two different ones. You got the North Melbourne line against Geelong. I got the Port Adelaide line against GWS. And uh, 85-81 for the season uh, with only three rounds to go. Yeah, really close finish, Pez. Hopefully you can uh, get back and then I might consider you letting on one of my levels. Not that it will help you build another level. But All right. All right, let's get into the first one. The Cats and GWS minus 35 and a half. 35 and a half? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, who are you going? I'll go first then for this one. Uh, the Cats. I'm going the Cats. All right, I'll go GWS. Interesting. All right. The Blues <laughs> and Goggos minus 24 and a half. Uh, Carlton. Yeah, you got to go the Blues in that one. Needing a big win to get that percentage pairs. Richmond, North Melbourne minus 15 and a half. Richmond. I'm going North. Adelaide, Port Adelaide minus 37 and a half. 37. All right, you can go first in this one. You already know where I'm going. It's in my bet. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> You weren't listening to me. You were busy doing your multi during the... Where are you going? <laughs> minus 37 and a half. You going Port? Yeah, Port. All right, I'll go Adelaide. All right, St Kilda, Sydney, minus 16 and a half. We both like minus 16 and a half. Is that correct, Yeah, yeah it's both in our bets. We've got to go Sydney. All right, Hawthorne, Collingwood. Uh, I'm guessing you're going Collingwood at minus five and a half. Yeah. I'm going Hawthorne at plus five and a half. Doggies versus the Dons, minus 25 and a half. Uh, dogs. Yeah, dogs for me too. Fremantle, Brisbane, minus eight and a half. We both were leaning the Lions. Continued? Lions. Lions for me as well. West Coast, Melbourne. We know I'm going with Melbourne at minus 15 and a half. Pez, where do you sit? 
Uh, let's give West Coast a shot oh, and really shake this competition up. He's going hard. He's going hard on going home. We love to see it here at Behind What do we got? One, two, I think it's four. three, four, five. Five different. <laughs> you could hit the lead pairs or you could be so far along uh, in from camping you know, on the, in the ocean out to sea uh, that we cannot get you back unless you get a perfect nine coming into one of those rounds, Pez. Where can uh, our fans get along to uh, enjoy in the banter? Uh, at Behind the bound on on Twitter, we'll see what emojis come out this week. It'll actually be uh, on Monday night or Tuesday morning, sorts because the yes. Monday night game. So we'll Thank have to wait Monday night footy. there and see. But also, we may put some live bets out on the weekend uh, in the games that we didn't have bets on already. Source, so uh, that's really really good. And uh, a coin toss from you. Not from you, sorry. I'll, I'll give you one if you want. Oh, I would love one. Thank you. I already gave you mine during the show. <laughs> you want a coin toss? Uh, I'll give you a few. Uh, beach volleyball, normal volleyball. Beach. As a spectator. Oh, as a spectator. Uh, normal volleyball. Normal volleyball. It's yeah. a good one to watch. Uh, uh, if I'm playing, beach volleyball is so much more fun because it's more more about me, not about my team. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we said we like weightlifting. Love the weightlifting. Week. You like the uh, snatch or the clean and jerk? I like the clean and jerk. I prefer the clean and jerk. So you have to put it on the shoulders first. I, I a little like, bit more I, drama to I it. I like the drama to it. Yeah, yeah. And the snatch, I think... I always worry that they're going to break their arms. <laughs> the snatch looks extremely dangerous to me. One of them, I think, got hit in the in the face with the bar, and they're like, "How does that not hurt well, more?" But they showed highlights. Um, well, actually, sorry, I looked up some of the previous ones, and a girl. The many injuries have happened where they like snap their arms from it, and it's pretty horrible when it happens. Like they yeah. throw it up, and it's like you know zombies. It, and and some of off. their techniques, the techniques really important in my thing. <laughs> and in the some snatch, are very questionable. You've you've got to get it in a, in a certain spot where you can actually hold it up safely and if it goes a little bit too back you're going to fall backwards if it goes forward you're not going to be able to hold it up mm -hmm. so uh it is very very close it's there. a great so sport and like even when you're watching it i was watching it with mum and uh the elbow bending and she's like well she's got it up you know she's perfect lift and i'm like no no elbow is bent there and she's like no she's not and we you know slow-mo they're getting back and it's really jury technical view. the jury is good the jury is really good i like the jury I, a, lot, a lot of people on there i, <laughs> I don't know why they're wearing hats i haven't either. had an opportunity to watch the 106 kilo division but i'm looking forward to watching awesome. the replay on that big lift and see how we go from there that's that's what i've got for you a couple of coin tosses you like that i did like that it's yeah. good for you to come prepared for once <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully we're prepared with our bets And they're actually uh, winning this weekend Winning and, uh, formula right here Piz. Best of luck Make sure you enjoy the rest of the Olympics And best of luck in your bets this weekend I've been Pez Peace out I'm still Source We'll catch up next time guys